0: All right, welcome everyone to another EOS Fireside Chat. I'm your host Stefan Besson. This is we are September seventh, and we've got a great show for you guys today. Um, so real quickly here, some of the topics we'll be talking about: um, ENF is hiring. Uh, we've got some updates from the Idea Thon and upcoming Hackathon. Uh, The EOS community is preparing to leap, going to the upgrade for Leap 3.1. Like I mentioned uh, in the pre-show here, we'll be talking EOS European Conference Strategy with Rhett. Uh, EOS Support released their August monthly report. We got some musical NFTs released on EOS this week and some community articles talking about DeFi Box and Yield Plus. And... um, a, a recent article on NASDAQ about remodeling centralized management with DAOs. And um, yeah, of course, there's also the open mic, community open mic at the end of the show, where we encourage anyone and everyone to jump on here, say hi, give a shout out, ask a question, give an update, anything you want, really. Um, all right, cool, so uh, before uh, we get started, a bit of uh, housekeeping, first of all, I wanted to Of course, remember to state your name when you jump on the mic. We love to know who's talking here for the people either listening on Telegram, YouTube, Twitter, perhaps listening on the podcast that uh, these shows are now broadcasted on. Uh, It helps everyone when when you state your name, when you join the mic. Um, All right. Next up, we've got a little update for the Road to 10K promotion. So this is... um, Regarding the EOS community Discord server, which we invite you to join if you want to join these fireside calls live and, and jump on the mic with us, uh, we're up to 5,325 members, and the invite leaderboard is up and running. So we've got uh, a bunch of people sending out invites already. Um, I think we're gaining—you know—we're gaining a fair amount of members every week, and most of these are not coming from personal invite links. Most of these are coming from Popular social media channels uh, such as Coin Market Cap, Coin Gecko, all these crypto crypto news sites and crypto aggregators are now pointing to the Discord server, so we're getting a lot of traffic from from them. But we're also getting a few uh, invites from people in the community going out there on on social media, sharing the link with their followers, sharing the link with their friends. So right now. Um, Dario is on number one on the leaderboard and um, So congrats Dario so far and we're going to be awarding prizes when we reach 6,000 members and then again more prizes at 7,000 8,000 9,000 and 10,000 members So get out there and uh, invite people to our great community and get them in in the fireside chat for the future Um, top some some of the people currently on the top 10 in the top down leaderboard only have one invite so it's really still open to anyone get out there share those links and you have a chance to uh, win some prizes. Um, Another way you can win prizes by showing up to the fireside is of course grabbing your POP tokens. So if we go uh, into the pop chat on Discord, today, there's a new way to register for your pop tokens. And that is, uh, now you have to say, you have to write a bot command, which is front slash register, and then space your EOS account. Um, so fairly fairly obvious. And that way um, you can register for the snapshot, snapshot. and you'll be sending we'll out the pop tokens. And we're gonna mute Mr. Chaotic. All right, and today is actually also the end of the month raffle. So every month, we're holding raffles. We're giving out prizes to people who hold a raffle ticket. So you can get your raffle ticket by blending four POP tokens. So if you show up every week, you should be able to get your raffle ticket for the end of the month raffles. We're awarding 25 prizes of 10 EOS each, plus a bunch of other bonus NFTs, like Party Crackers and others sometimes. Um, quick note, there was, there was a a bug in some of the cloud, cloud function on our blend page earlier today. And some people were not able to blend their, their ticket, uh, for, for the raffle coming up at the end of the show. Um, you can also just manually blend these tickets by just going to Atomic Hub, selecting four pop tokens and sending them to the address blend.gems with the memo community nft colon 6401. So I'm going to share these instructions here in the stream chat for anyone who may want to blend a last minute raffle ticket entry. So again, so send four pop tokens to blend.gems with the memo community nft colon 6401 no spaces. And that kind of works for all our blends. If if ever the uh, the UI is down, you can just send them directly through Atomic Hub. Uh, There's a lot of entries this month, more than previous months, which is great. There's been a lot more people joining these Fireside Chats. The EOS community is growing. And uh, yeah, so we love to see it. And uh, good luck to everyone uh, who's holding an August raffle ticket. All righty. Let's get into the juicy topics for today. First up, uh, ENF tweeted out, earlier this morning actually uh, just a few hours ago that they're hiring so they're seeking uh let me share the tweet here in our chat and uh yeah daniel keys here sharing some extra details on uh, how to register but it should be fairly obvious if you're in the pop chat um so here we've got uh yeah the eos network foundation posted about. The fact that they're hiring, so they're so. Here, the tweet reads: We are seeking out experienced hashtag Web three Web three pros to expand the global marketing team for the new EOS. They're looking for marketing operations analyst and analytics a senior manager, looking for global events marketing senior manager, and a director of product marketing. So, if uh, these jobs seem interesting for, to you, uh, you know send an application their way. You can apply at apply.workable.com front slash ENF. So there you go. Uh, great to see the ENF team expanding and hiring. And uh, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of marketing being done uh, for EOS over the coming year. And of course, all of that starts kind of this month with the uh, Token 2048 conference uh, in Singapore at the end of the month. And then we'll continue on uh, over the next uh, over the next many weeks, many months, as EOS is going to have a presence at many, many global crypto conferences, uh, which is a topic we've talked about a few times on the Fireside Chat. Um, and actually, at this point, I'd like to maybe invet- invite Rhett to join me on the stage here. And talk a bit more about the EOS, the European EOS conferences uh, strategy that they've been working on.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, awesome.
0: Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, this is the first time I'm uh, I'm here uh, in the really on the Discord channel because I listen sometimes on on YouTube. Uh, sometimes, almost every time, but. Um,
0: Great, well, yeah, I'm so, happy to have you uh, join us live, uh, live on stage. Hope yeah, do yeah, it thank more you. Often.
1: Will do, will do. So, um, yeah, let me introduce myself. I see some familiar names in uh, in the list. Um, my name is uh, Red Oudkerk-Pol. I'm the founder of EOS Amsterdam. So one of the blog producers. Uh, CC32D9, probably a very known uh, Telegram handle to most of you is our CTO and a few years ago I um, in Norway when we had a block producer convention I rattled all the European block producers together in, the, in one part of the, the big room and introduced my idea to launch a special chain uh, the Europe chain for Europe because in Europe we have certain privacy laws that make it very difficult for enterprises or anybody basically to do anything with blockchain. Um, All the block producers in Europe thought that was was an interesting idea. Uh, Some of them uh, joined me in that that adventure. Uh, Crypto Alliance was one of them. EOS Dublin was one of them. Dutch EOS, uh, still active on Telos, Uh, Was one of them. And later it was Barcelona joined uh, the team and we launched the Europe chain. Uh, We invested in some identity tooling. We did some other stuff. We helped some customers. And we enjoyed uh, working together so much that we decided, as all the block producers together, to more strategically work on projects and customers. That were not related to the block-producing block producing activity. So block producing is really separate. Some of, some of us do it for multiple chains, some of us do it for different multiple chains. But the other activities we started to work together. When the ENF was founded, um, Eve approached us if we would wanted to help him with the blue, pa- blue paper strategy. So we took the task to write the and was it had multiple names in the beginning, but at the end, we ended up with the core plus uh, white paper. Uh, We also took the initiative to launch EOS.Business a few years ago. Uh, So we had a, a network of companies and individuals that focused more on the business side, business to business applications eos Costa Rica and Rewire were members of that team. And um, so we we took on the task to write the Core Plus white paper or blue paper. And also uh, invited uh, several companies, um, Rewire and US Costa Rica, Gimli, a whole line a uh, whole list of companies to help us with that. Um, Eve's uh, particularly liked that we had everything in place. We were a company, we had lawyers, we had staff, we had a legal entity that it was, could pass the test of, uh, of, of his foundation. And he gave us the assignment to do that. Uh, so we participated in the discussions after, after the, the, the blue papers were written and discussions were, were there how to prioritize stuff. And Eve um, and I chatted regularly on what Zyzan as a company could do more for ENF. My suggestion was to do more the marketing side, be the feed on the ground in Europe. So he asked me to, to write a plan, which I did, and that plan consists of three parts. The first part is a partnership with Gartner i don't think everybody knows that but in the it industry you have analyst firms like gartner forrester there's a whole bunch of others but gartner is by far the biggest they have around uh, two and a half thousand analysts and these analysts uh, monitor it the it industry and um, you can hire them as a tech provider to advise you on strategy and as an end user and as an enterprise, you can hire them to guide you in the landscape of IT products and services. So, if a big uh, firm, I don't know, needs a new storage unit, then typically they call Gartner and say, "Help us with defining a short list. Help us with uh, mon- writing the the request for proposal. Help us out." And in the because they have Thousands of customers, Uh, tech companies typically uh, on the other side of the rainbow, I would say, typically ask them questions like, okay, what do my customer, what do customers typically want in this industry? So um, Gartner uh, publishes all kinds of uh, white papers and, and strategy documents. And so there's, for example, a very interesting document on blockchain. where they they see the use cases, where where is blockchain in the enterprise space um, uh, typically of value. And so basically the relationship that, so this first part that I propose to Eve is have a relationship with with Gardner. We have three seats, meaning that we have three accounts. uh, So we can, with three people, connect with them Two, uh, one from ENF and two from Zizon, And we can ask them all kinds of questions and we can introduce those analysts to the tech stack of uh, ENF or, and the tech stack of also our ecosystem. So that's part one, a partnership with Gartner, really focused on getting enterprise clients to the um, EOS ecosystem and the Antelope ecosystem, I would say. The second part is the, the feet on the ground. So we have defined um, for, for now uh, a schedule of 11 events in Europe and Dubai. That are the two regions that we take on. Um, and we staff that booth. So together with ENF, the booth is designed. Uh, we will have our own pop up booth. And we will be on the, on the ground, on the floor, at those trade shows, talking to everybody that comes along. There can be a, a former EOS enthusiast, can be an investor, can be a software developer, can be an enterprise client, can be somebody just interested in blockchain. And we are currently writing what we call an event bible. So what do we... What do we tell exactly what's the messaging uh, you had patty on the show a while ago i believe uh, she also talked about messaging um, what to tell what not to tell um, so we are writing right now the messaging um, the event bible and this approach might be copied to other continents so in north america we will have an event bible the frequently asked questions on a booth like that. The third part is the business development after that. So right now we hired a team of salespeople, business development people, that basically have the job to follow up on all the contacts that we gather from those events. So if somebody expresses interest in building something and wants guidance on how to do stuff with Pomelo, we help him or her uh, give them guidance in our ecosystem. If there is an enterprise client that says I want uh, to develop this and this, we guide them um, where to shop and how to do that. So all everybody that comes along, uh, we provide guidance in our ecosystem the same way other protocols do that as well i've been in multiple trade shows i've been on ethereum uh, hackathons and near events and some others everybody has some guidance people and we will be the guidance people in europe and dubai for customers that for parties that are interested the list that we have is already published, the booth on token 2049 will be staffed by ENF himself in Singapore. But um, next weeks we will start with the basically our roadshow. Uh, there will be 11 events. I will be on nine of them, I will do some keynote speeches, I will do some forum uh attendance and uh i will only do 9 because there is also a few on the same date so i can't do more than 9 uh, the other two is impossible for me to attend because it's on the same date so after this we will really have a good view on where is the market we're a little bit in a uh winter crypto winter so it will be very interesting to see Uh, if there's any startup, any enterprise, who will be... Uh, We have Corona now gone, I would say. So who will come to those events? So the first event, uh, we will not have a booth. That's a Gartner Security and Risk Management Summit. Uh, I will be there just to network and, and meet people. I'm now on their portal to see who would, who should I talk to, because all the attendees are on such a portal, so I try to select and reach out to those people. The second one on the list is uh, TechEd in Amsterdam. Um, 5,000 people are expected. That's the first time we will have a booth. Um, partly overlapping, we will be at uh, Web3 Vision that's a part of the Mexico. Uh, There's a very big marketing event in Cologne, Germany. Uh, there, on both events, the Amsterdam and the Cologne event, I will have speaking engagements. So every day, basically I will have a have to give a talk. Um, the, in Cologne, uh, 38,000 people are expected. Then we have some days off and in October, We have a DeFi conference in Belfast. Small one, uh, 300 uh, attendees. We selected this one because uh, part of our team is EOS Dublin and traveling to Belfast is easy for them. And so the cost involved is also not that high. And we want to reach out to the DeFi community, a very focused event and see the results to also Select and and learn which sort of events to select next year. The uh, Web3 event in Cologne with thirty-eight thousand. You can imagine a completely different approach than a DeFi conference with three hundred people. Then, uh, ten to thirteen October, we'll do um, future Blockchain Summit in Dubai with one hundred thousand people attending. That's the biggest one on the list. Uh, we will have uh, seven people of us uh, there, so it will be a very big event in um, in Dubai. One week of uh, ten days, even in total. And this event, the summit, the Future Blockchain Summit, is the highlight of that event. So we will be there with a, a big, big group of people. Then, uh, 26 and 27 October, we will be in. Uh, Zaragoza in a more uh, GameFi gaming focused uh, event. Uh, It's called Blockchain Expo. Um, And then after that, 1st of November, we will do Web Summit in Lisbon. Web Summit is is basically one of the biggest IT events and startup events in Europe. 70,000 people, uh, very large keynote speakers, very very big event for everybody that has been there. Pretty chaotic event even, I've been there twice. It's very difficult to find your way if you're there for the first time because it has a lot of booths, uh, a lot of startups get free booth uh, presence there and some big companies also. And also the european commission and the european investment bank and all kinds of big companies the deloitte and pricewaterhousecoopers all these big companies also have a big presence there's a very big uh, investor corner um and it's like four big halls uh with a lot of a lot of activities a lot of people and we will be um Almost center stage, I would say, the center of on on one of the path. Uh, If you have been there before, there used to be only one path and now they created two paths. So probably a Corona routing style, one way, one way. And we're in the middle of that. So basically in the center of uh, the left and right routing. So big booth uh, there and hoping to talk to a lot of people. Then there's the Gartner Symposium. That's the biggest uh, Gartner event um, in Europe. There's one in Asia and one in North America. And we will do the the Barcelona one, 10,000 people. uh, As attendees with three people, we will visit that uh, and try to network with enterprise uh, CIOs and CEOs and... Then there is token 2049, uh, we have one in Singapore coming up very shortly, but there is also one in London, 9 and 10 November. A bit smaller than the Singapore one, uh, 3000 people expected, but we will uh, be there as well. Part of the package that, we, uh, nego- that ENF negotiated in, um, for Singapore. Then we will do another Gartner event. In the deal that we close with Gartner are a few of these uh, events where we can uh, go to as attendees to network with other people. And then there's TechEd Blockchain Expo in London. uh, First two days of December with uh, 6,000 people expected. So there's a lot of people, 234,000 attendants expected. That we uh, hope to get in touch with and fill our CRM system with, Um, and that work. For example, the preparation of a CRM system is uh, a lot of the work we're doing right now to to be sure to be able to handle that volume of people that uh, might express interest in uh, learning more about EOS and the uh, the Antelope framework. So yeah I think very interesting approach. Uh, really uh, get a handle on uh, on on the maturity level, I would say from uh, from blockchain right now and web three. So.
0: I wasn't sure when to went to throw in the sound effects here, but wow, that was a, that was a great uh, great little speech you did there. Great description. Um, very exciting, 11 events, I guess, in three months,
2: if yeah.
0: I understood correctly. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, we had some uh, some comments uh, in the chat here. Um, Mel from Yas London says, very impressive fire emoji, definitely agree with that. And he also asks if any of these are going to be televised or recorded.
1: Yeah, so uh, we will do some recordings um, at the booth. Um, not everybody is uh will be appreciating of being recorded, for example, but uh, Telos did a great job at uh, one of the events what was it in in the u s uh, They basically did like a daily summary and posted it online. Uh, we intend to do a similar thing, so uh, we have an event at the end of the day. We just uh record some yeah, some impressions on how many people passed by uh what was the most impressive. Anonymously probably uh, impressive uh, uh, company or contact that that, uh, came by, uh, interesting use case that dropped by, that sort of thing. So a daily summary uh, can be expected.
0: Okay, great. And... um Trimbot asks, "What message are you trying to communicate at these events? You talked about the event bible. <coughs> is that yeah. something that's going to be shared, or is that more just internal material for you guys?"
1: Yeah, it's it's aimed at uh, will have some people, but basically the whole staffing will be OGs of the EOS ecosystem. Uh, Sudip here is uh, in the call. I mean, Crypto Lions was uh, one of the block producers, uh, founding uh, uh, the US network, um, running Jungle Network. So basically everybody that's here in the Zeizen team is, is an OG. Uh, Barcelona, uh, EOS Barcelona uh, was there from the start, has a, a gaming background. Uh, Sudeep has a telco background, EOS Dublin has a CRM and a SAP uh, background. Um, myself, I, I, I started four companies and sold two, and one of them was a cybersecurity company. Uh, so I have a, a large cybersecurity background. So there's, there's a lot of knowledge um, prior to the EOS ecosystem and from the last uh, four years. Uh, so all of them will be there, but we also uh, have new members in the, in the, in the group. The whole team is uh, uh, 12 people full-time and six part-time. And uh, now 14 full-time now with the two business development people there additionally. And for example, they are new. So the event Bible is also used just to write down all possible questions that we can get. Um, and they're basically are, uh, targeted at what we call personas. So uh, what we tell a software developer, an open source software developer. What do we tell to the blockchain or innovation lab owner of a big enterprise? What's the story that we tell? Uh, If an investor drops by, what do we tell them? So that's uh, the messaging. Um, What do we tell to somebody that lost a lot of money in EOS? Yeah, he purchased at the ICO and sold uh, with a big loss i mean what do we tell them Uh, so that messaging is 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 put to paper and um, there's not currently not a plan to 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 release it to everybody but uh, i think in the uh, after the first few trade uh, uh, shows that we do when we have some feedback and it's really a professional high-end document uh, it's likely that we will share it and, and make it public.
0: Very cool, very cool. I'm I'm very curious to, to see the differences in messaging for these different personas, uh, like you mentioned, which which I guess we will get a glimpse into with these daily updates, right? If some of these people agree to be recorded, we'll get to hear kind of what what your team I- is saying out there.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. That's cool. And, and, and uh, it's also a lot of learning, Um, ENF is building their team building their messaging what do we exactly tell about IBC and and fast finality what's what's really the benefits for that Uh, what do we tell about the community what do we tell about the technology what do we tell about the investment opportunities that are out there in in our ecosystem all these messaging um, all these storylines all the benefits um, we have some homework to do to get it sharpened and, and, and on paper, uh, I would say, perfectly. And, and then we just have to do, we, we have to be on the, on the floor and, and talk with people and understand where they are and what their questions are. That's the, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, I would say, with this. All
0: right, that's great. Um, Patrick from Nova Crypto also uh, shared a video where he interviewed you recently this was released a week or two ago and yeah. so people can go in there I guess and learn even more about you and uh, and the upcoming plans I think it's a 45 minute interview is fairly long
1: yeah it's a good interview so we, it's basically the same story but if you want to see my face then uh, it's there
0: <laughs> right on right on um, we've got Sudeep saying hi in the chat what's up uh, Mel um, appreciates uh, the answer. It's great to hear. I agree. That's, I'm pretty excited to uh, to see what comes out of all of this. Uh, a lot of comments in the chat here. Let me see. All right, cool. So um, if anyone else wants to jump in here, ask Rhett a question now uh, would be the time. So I'll give you guys uh, a bit of time here to to think of questions and uh, come on stage with us.
1: Uh, somebody mentioning that he will be at Lisbon. I heard that there will be very likely also to also being organized a, a side event. Um, meaning uh, EOS Amsterdam, EOS Dublin and some others were planning to rent a restaurant and uh, throw in a small party.
0: There you go. Awesome. Little Eos party at Lisbon. Love to hear it. You also mentioned the Web3 Vision conference in Cologne. That's some of our some of our team here from Eos Nation is going to be there as well. Like we mentioned in the past, and that's very exciting. Yeah. Coming up in two weeks, actually. Uh, yeah, in the, not not next Fireside, but the one after is actually when this event is going on. And uh, maybe we'll get Yana to jump in here and share some updates live from the event. As I know uh, she'll be there with Martin and Denis from Yas Nation, as well as uh, a few other members of the Yas community that have confirmed with our group anyways that they'll be there. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more. Should be a pretty big event. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and ENF will send over, I see Enes James uh, responding that he will likely be in Lisbon. Um, we, we, are, we have a big list of, a uh, big Excel spreadsheet with who is who and when and when. And um, there will definitely be some people from uh, ENF at uh, some of these events as well. So in Dubai, Zach will be there, for example
0: be great for for the eos community to uh, meet up in person once again after all these years definitely, oh, definitely definitely exciting time uh to be in the eos community um eos doing pretty well today as well in the markets i think the excitement is starting to leak out to the wider crypto space i know it's pretty bloody on my uh, on my crypto app except for eos which we got a nice big red 14 percent in satoshi today or something which is great to see, and uh, yeah, so ve- very excited to see how how all this uh, plays out over the next couple of months. All right, anyone Good else season. want to jump jump on here? Um, feel very free or share uh, which event you'll be at. Love to hear that. Veronica actually also uh, mentions that she's going to be she's going to be representing EOS uh, at the a uh, Caracas blockchain event in Venezuela. So that's great, great to hear, Veronica. Thanks for uh, being such an active and dedicated member of the EOS community and representing us out there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can see uh, see some footage from you uh, out there at the community. would love Would love to see some videos of that conference as well.
3: I'm
4: a yeah. little jealous I, I won't be attending any of those uh, those events uh, coming up, but I did attend Futurist Conference. This is Daniel, by the way. Um, and Futurist Conference in Toronto, I don't know, a month ago or so, th- there was no official EOS community presence, but even unofficially attending there for the first time, going to a conference in years after Corona, and getting a chance to hang out with a bunch of the EOS community who'd showed up uh, was amazing. So I can only imagine how much more exciting, more, more, you know, how bigger the presence will be at these officially supported EOS, uh, you know, attended conferences.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Patrick, I was a little slow on the, slow on the sound effects there. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that, Daniel. Uh, who else had tried to jump on the mic here at the same time? I, think
3: I heard. Two. Oh, that was me, Martin. Timing. Hey, <laughs> Good timing as <laughs> always. Hey, welcome. everyone. Welcome. Uh, so, yeah, as you just I- mentioned, I will be joining um, the Web3 Vision in uh, W3 Vision in Cologne, which is like almost my hometown. So it's super nice to welcome uh, all the people from Taizan to Cologne um, and meet you all in person. Excited to do that. I think the last time we met was uh, somewhere in Asia in Shanghai, I think. That's ages ago. Um, um, <laughs> it's, and, it's good
1: to see everybody again. We uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mine um, was San Francisco, I think, the last time I saw anybody. The hackathon. Yeah. No, no, it
0: was the only time I saw anybody. Well, (laughs) actually, that's not true. I did a bunch of EOS meetups. That's not true. But for for big conferences, that was my only conference. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to go to the next EOS community conference, which is not planned yet, but I know is coming eventually. I've already told my girlfriend that I will be traveling to wherever in the world this place, uh, this conference (laughs) is happening. Got my hair miles already saved up.
1: You don't want to see my uh, schedule for the next few weeks. It's really, really... I I live in Portugal, and then I'm all over the place this uh, next uh, three months, four months. Yeah, that's going to be an
0: intense grind for you. A lot of traveling, a lot of talking, a lot of networking, uh, a lot of promoting EOS, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for being uh, so committed and uh, dedicating all this travel time to help promote our, our great networking community. Another round of applause for Rep. and the whole
3: Zyfan team, of course. Yeah, I'm excited that uh, you guys planning maybe a little satellite event in Lisbon. I've been like sinking and mulling over if I want to go down there. I have a couple of friends living in Lisbon. Um, and now that I know that that I don't necessarily need to get a ticket to get inside the Web3 into the, the um, Web Summit there, which is kind of expensive the tickets and as you said it's super huge Uh, like hearing that you guys do like a satellite event something small where I can meet you all is uh, super awesome so I might consider meeting you guys there as well I guess the the whole city is full with with blockchain people around the time I think uh, uh, East Lisbon is just a week before then there's a a Solana event uh, I see uh, and a couple of other events all between the end of October and uh, mid-november so it's three weeks in this one where plenty of people will be there
1: yeah it's pretty chaotic that that time of of year uh very busy
3: but it's also the raining season right i heard you live in you mm-hmm. live in part
1: yeah I, I live in the south in Yogarve. um now the raining season is more january february But though, sometimes it rains a little bit uh, earlier, but uh, usually it's a little later.
3: All right, good to know. Then I bring my pacing suit.
1: (laughs) Uh, We will be there with a big team. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of us and two of ENF. Uh, No, eight of us and two of ENF. So a big team uh, will be there.
2: Hey, Red, How's it going? It's good. Yeah, uh, I was wondering what you would you do uh, for the Middle East market?
1: Uh, so Dubai is on the schedule for the future blockchain summit. Um, oh. uh, we don't I'll have... Meet you there. Yeah, hopefully I'll meet you there. Would be nice. And for next year, uh, we have like a, a huge spreadsheet that we're managing, and we haven't selected uh, which uh, events to attend. Um, we want to learn from these this the, the first experiences here. Um, and we will likely do a, yeah do a mixture of some Ethereum events. Uh, we're also thinking about like branch specific events. Like if the, if the car industry has a, a big event and they have a Web3 corner, that would suit uh, our strategy well. Um, so, yeah, we we try to get some learnings first before we uh, plan the 2023 uh, schedule.
0: I see some comments in the chat here. Um from uh from mr blatt and mr chaotic um asking like what's the best way as a as people that are part of the community what's the best way to participate in these events alongside with you is there a a point of contact they should reach out to make sure they're invited to the dinners or to the uh, to the side events etc
1: um well we currently we're only planning like one side event um this whole thing was agreed upon like not even six weeks ago Um so we're like really really stressing with the whole team just to get it ready and and get the booth and the materials and the goodies and it, it's it's really really a a lot of work so big shout out to uh, to the whole Zeizen team that makes this possible um so it's a good question how do you guys can contribute well Tell everybody that ENF and EOS is represented at these events. Uh, we will uh, probably create a uh, a screenshot of 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 where we will be, uh, what the booth number it I- it is, or one of uh, a picture of a, the the layout of the event, so where you can find us, and then absolutely drop by. I mean. Come see us and uh, come talk to us what project you're working on and and how we can help out.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Well, this was a great update, Brett. Thanks a lot for taking the time to join us on the far side. Um, I said, hopefully you join us more often, but now that I have a glimpse into your upcoming schedule. (laughs) <laughs> and the important work you'll be doing, I, I think it's okay if you don't join us often out here or, or and maybe you join us after the mega Sprint and mm-hmm. share some of the lessons learned and some of your experiences over the over the coming months. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, yeah, next week, for example, after the Gartner event, I will be in the airplane uh, back home. But I'll definitely make some more room to uh, to attend this uh, event. This fire chat.
0: Okay, great. And a round of applause for the Zysan team and uh, and for, for, uh, for organizing this and uh, getting a presence, a, a high quality presence for EOS at all of these conferences, which is something that we've not had for for many years. Um, so very, Sorry, very okay. exciting.
5: Whew. Yeah, baby.
0: All right um okay cool so um i think we're gonna move on to another topic for the day so thanks again thanks again Red, for for joining us today
1: yeah um, no problem uh, i'm signing off now because i i have to do some other stuff
5: but um
0: uh, good luck absolutely thanks thanks for, thanks for coming have a good day bye-bye
5: have a good day Red. thank you thank you thank you
0: All right, I see uh, Waxa has joined us in the chat. Um, Can you share some updates for the EVM and Idea-Thon and Hackathon with us at this point?
6: Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. So Chris can't make it. Unfortunately, he's uh, stuck traveling. But I do have the five categories for the Idea-Thon. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the, the title of the category. And then I'll read a description as well. The descriptions are quite complicated or not easy to um, take in on first hearing. So I'll post them in the chat after I finish. So the first category is going to be DeFi. So that's decentralized financial instruments or tools that do not rely on a trusted third party or intermediates. And they also leverage contracts on a public blockchain. Okay, and the next section is Gov3. So that's going to be decentralized governance services or tools that empower individuals or communities to meaningfully interact and collaborate when establishing consensus on rules and mechanisms by which people distribute power and control okay <laughs> and for number three it's game fi so that is play to earn blockchain games that provide mechanics to yield economic incentive For players to play or interact with the game thank you and for number four it's a social good so that is decentralized applications services or tools that leverage a public blockchain blockchain while improving the quality of life for the most for the most people in the biggest way and finally more of a catch-all this is web three that is decentralized applications services or tools that explicitly disintermediate an interaction and value exchange to therefore increase the maximum potential value remitted to or saved by an end user or customer. And that's a lot. Thank you very much. That's the latest update from the hackathon. I know that dev post has been um, pretty much occupied now. It's gone through a review process over the weekend. That's great to see. And to stay up to date with all the uh, idea a updates, you can follow the ENF on Twitter, which I'm pretty sure everyone is. And we're also doing blogs as well. So that's the Helios blog page and the ENF blog. Well, thank you very much. I'll post that in chat for anyone who'd like to read it.
0: All right. Excellent, Maxa. Thanks a lot for that update. And uh, yeah, definitely post, uh, post those descriptions in the chat. It, it does sound like if you're a crypto builder or, or someone that has ideas for the crypto space, your idea is definitely going to fall into one of these categories. Uh, so, again, that's DeFi, Gov3, GameFi, Social Good, and Web3. Um, so, very nice, very nice. Another exciting event for the EOS community. And when is that starting again? Uh, the applications
6: open up. So, the submission period starts on September 19th. And that runs until October 31st. And then the judging period is November 3rd to November 9th. And then the winners are announced on November
0: 14th. So Not too long away. All right. Yeah. So it starts in about a week and a half on Monday, September 19th. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks a lot, uh, Waxa, for joining. And uh, shout out to the Helios team for organizing such a great event. I think, uh, yeah. This is very, very exciting, very uh, very innovative structure also for a hackathon. I've not really heard of, of, of events like this. I don't know if you guys uh, base this model off other, uh, other such events, but uh, yeah, very very interesting, and uh, I look forward to seeing some great ideas come out of it. Thank you. Uh, just as a final note there, we asked the lady at DevPost
6: who organizes all the events that they host, and they haven't heard of this being done before, so
0: EOS being the first, which is great. There you go. Back in the innovative front seat for EOS. Love to hear it. Absolutely. Um Okay, um yeah, did you guys notice that we've actually broken out of our yeah, attendance resistance. We've been kind of, you know, we've been hitting that 55, 60 member resistance on Fireside Chat and it seems like today we just uh, we just broke through. We're sitting at about 80 people in the Fireside Chat, which is a new all-time high. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Love to see the new faces in here. Uh, definitely, you know, invite you guys to come say hi if you're if you're new here. Just jump on the mic, say hi to the community. We'd love to hear hear from you guys. When hundred attendees? Uh, yeah, I mean, soon I think very soon, definitely. I would, I would put the line at uh, two, two more events. So I think, I think I, I think by the twenty eighth of September, I think we're gonna, we're gonna break one hundred attendees for the Fireside Chat, and of course, these are people that are in the Discord channel. We're not even counting the youtube views, the twitter views, the facebook views. The, the 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 post views that people watch the show afterwards. So we're definitely definitely um, getting a lot of traction for the fire, for these fireside chats. Seem like you guys enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised uh, you know, to see these numbers growing. All right. Let's see what what else do we have here on the agenda? We had um, EOS Support release their August monthly report. I heard that Bishop is in here, potentially under an alt account. Oh no, there he is! Bishop uh, has officially joined the chat. Welcome, uh, welcome, Bishop, to the fireside. Hi everyone. Hi, Stefan. Hey. Okay. So, what what has EOS Support been up to in August?
2: Yes, a lot actually. Um, well, first, my name is Charles Arroyo Bishop, I'm the head of communication for uh, the non-profit organization Your Support. So now I know we had the semi-annual report just a while back, but as always, I uh, will still produce monthly reports as well. Uh, so what can I say? We love reporting. Now, more seriously, we strive to be an example of uh, an accountable and transparent public good on the US network. Uh, especially since uh, we want the same coming from the community's projects through our new EOS Respect elections and process. So yeah, for this month uh, we have our a, a new, a new monthly report in. You can you, ch- uh, you can check out. So for this month, so following the discussions mainly about uh, Blocks.io shutting down for EOS, uh, we researched and prepared workarounds. So specifically on how to create M6. And we also produced a guide on the matter as well, as always in up to nine languages for everyone to enjoy. So next, uh, we had Gramas that had a problem with the SDK, and we helped them detect that early on. Uh, we also provided, provided them with our own test accounts to replay the problem. So that went fine. So <laughs> great collaboration uh, with Grimas on that matter. Uh, on life support end, so most of the questions that we received on our website for this month were of course regarding the consensus upgrade. We helped a lot in that regard. But as always, uh, much uh, EOS accounts and wallets problems, how to register ERC20EOS, uh, problems with the DApps, etc. But uh, yeah, mostly staking rewards as well. But most of the month was allocated to helping people discover the consensus upgrade. You know, we had much questions about that. So this uh, all this was done through what we call EOS Support Live. So this is the community funded public good that provides multilingual support uh, 24 hours a day 7 days a week and up uh, on the website and uh, all the articles that we produce as well as the others. But we also provide other services for the EOS network that are covered in that report. Uh, so these services are part of EOS Support Plus. Uh, it can be software training and testing, scam prevention. Uh, we have the EU support squads and ambassador program as well in there. Uh, we have social media outreach, but most importantly, this month we have been supporting, of course, the antelope release through EU Support Plus. So for that, uh, we collected data. We surveyed the uh, Eos developers in nine different languages as well. Again, to make sure that these those that are operating nodes are ready on September twenty first. And we also offered the help uh, if that was the case, of course. So at the same time, we produced article also uh, summarizing the most frequent questions about the consensus upgrade, and we have them live on our website now. Um, the frequently asked questions, but uh, also everything that one has to know about uh, the tools needed to develop on Antelope and uh, do the upgrade on September twenty-first before. And uh, yeah, so finally, of course, on August 20th, we uh, informed uh, via email over 250 EOS projects uh, that the Antelope uh, Antelope Leap 3.1 upgrade was happening. And that, of course, in uh, 10 languages at that time. So more than 250 developers and projects on EOS that were informed uh, thanks to us. That was a great effort (laughs) for this month on our part. And uh, also, we continued. Of course, surveying uh, developers during the month uh, regarding the Dune tool, so how to improve it further, of course. What else? Uh, we have? Well, we have the EOS Support Giveaway Show, of course, so it's still going strong and expanding its audience. Uh, we're still offering a summary of the EOS Fireside Chat, so every Thursday for PMUTC on YouTube and Twitter Spaces. Uh, we have news discussion about uh, with the EOS community, questions and answers for everyone. And uh, now, pop token distributions. Uh, many thanks to the ENF and everyone involved for that. And uh, the trivia, of course, making it a fun time for everyone, uh, specifically all the new users coming into Chabirfu Community. Um, so yeah, also, we had, of course, uh, the first EOS Respect elections on uh, August 8th. So this is our ambassador program and a new tool for, to fund our public goods. So the goal is to make sure that uh, the project on EOS, public goods, are accountable to the community with the elected delegates through EOS respect, reporting on their projects and providing them also with all the help that EOS support has to offer in these uh, same projects. So these elections are monthly and the next one is just in a few days on September 13th. So we're still looking for the best of the best in the community to join our ambassador program. So if you're a skilled member of the community uh, with a project you want to promote and defend, uh, you're highly welcome to reach out to us through our website eosupport.io uh, or at uh, contact at uh, as well. Send so us your resume application, and we'll make sure to introduce you until the next elections. So that was mostly it for this month. So if you want more specifics, there's a lot of metrics and analysis on all this month's uh, work that we have been doing but also more to discover, like uh, Twitter language-specific accounts on Twitter. Uh, we have nine of them to relay important information to our languages about EOS. And we are also making sure to promote them as well and grow them, grow their audience as well. And more to discover in the report. I would like you all check it out. <laughs> Thanks again for the opportunity to make a quick summary for everyone of what we've been up to.
0: All right. That's great, Bishop. Thanks for joining. Uh, I shared the uh, the link to the report in the stream chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna share it again, actually, because so much activity in this in the stream chat today, the links go by quickly. Um, but yeah, that's great. Uh, great work, Bishop, and great work to all of the EOS support team. You mentioned uh, that you guys have been helping with the upcoming upgrade to Leap Three Point One. Mm-hmm. So I think. Um, I think this is a good time to transition into uh, into that topic. We've got a f- few guests, actually, that are going to talk more about how this is going to happen, what's going to happen, and, and, and make sure the community is ready and understands what's going on. Um, so, actually, you guys posted a frequently asked, asked questions document about the LEAP 3.1 consensus upgrade. Um, I'm not sure when this was posted, but I know it was edited fairly Recently, so I'm going to share that share that article in the link. Um, so this is this is fairly high level stuff. This article really aimed at understanding what all of these words mean. What is antelope? What is Mandel? What is leap? All of this stuff. So if if someone's new to the ecosystem and is, is kind of asking questions about these 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 new uh, brand names, etc., you can point them to this this article, which gives a nice overview not developer-oriented, really, for, for anyone who, who needs more, uh, more information. So that's great to see. Um, on top of that, we also had Nat P um, produce a more developer-oriented uh, article that talks about some of the technical features that are coming in, um, so, uh, I, Nat, are you available to maybe expand a bit on this, uh, on this article of yours? Or maybe explain what, what's contained in this article?
7: Yeah, sure, thanks for having me on. It's not so much uh, directly relating to the Leap and it coming out. So, uh, the article, I'll go ahead and share it now, and I'll share it probably again just to get time. The article is basically on this API called Firebase and to sort of step back for a second and kind of go through where this came from. Uh, So for those who do know, there was a team on the EOSIO, they were called the Diffuse team. They produced uh, an amazing API service that had a lot of different features. And so basically this is one of the APIs available. I along with uh, Matthew Darwin and a couple other people Made an attempt to set up the full API service that they had. Uh, I failed miserably at that. Uh, other people did eventually succeed at that. It's, it's a very difficult stack to run from a devil's perspective for the full API service. Uh, but this is sort of a lighter version. So with EOSIO, you have for previously, or I'm getting everything confused. So with Analy, you have you previously had the, or you still have the state history plugin. What that is, is a stream of events of everything that happens on the blockchain without any filtration options. And so what this API allows you to do is instead of running a full uh, Diffuse API node, what you can do is you can set up a Therahose node, which requires basically four services. The um, leap of it comes with a, an option where you can print these uh, console prints, which can be interpreted as API. And so, what you can do with this API versus the state history plugin is you can get very specific information based on what you want for your contracts or the people that are using your application uh, or anything like that. So, you can just get a lot more granular. So, I looked at this and was very interested in this. Um, I didn't introduce myself. I, mean, I work with the Liquid Apps team, the Dot Network. And so, we have Zeus, which is a software developer kit that allows people to write smart contracts as well as the DSP support. And I looked at this because we use currently the state history plugin for our DSPs,
2: and it can get
7: very noisy when you have so many things going on, like IDOs. In the case of wax, when you have all of the erythromycin, so I wanted to find something that was a little bit uh, better that you could get uh, much more granular with. And so I decided to, to use it for that. Um, just to touch on that a little bit, I did just put out a release on Zeus. We added Docker support. So mm-hmm. Operating systems were supported, but we also had legacy support for the previous Community Track Developer Toolkit, as well as the new one. We did a lot of documentation upgrades and we also supported the new send transaction, RPC API, which support with the OSJS and I also put in, uh, out about that as well. And so that brings us to this Firehose thing in my article. And so what does the article cover? The article basically goes into an overview of what this thing is, what it takes to run, and how exactly you go about doing it. There's not very good documentation on triggering specifically this kind of node. And so, we wanted to put something out there that would really help people with that as I went down that journey. Thank you, Matthew, if you're listening to this. You helped me out a lot. As well as the Streaming Fast team, I got some help from them as well. And so, this you know, goes over the entire thing of how you actually set it up. I also put out a repository that. That includes some very good stuff. So I built this thing from source. Uh, there's So currently the repo that Diffuse has does not support the Leap software. So you have to use a special fork of the software which doesn't have a release. So I went this morning and actually produced a release and also put a Docker in addition to the, the images. So something doesn't have the Docker to the image, I can use the image that I already put up there. So I'm putting this article things like health checks is one of the things that you could use to test the specific service. So just a little bit about like, what you actually have to run to, to enable this. So you do need, obviously, your Notalist instance. You do not need the state history plugin. So you have to enable the deep the deep pencil prints. Then you, uh, you pipe that into the new reader standard in service, which takes those prints. It basically produces these one-block files. There's another service called the merger, which produces 100 block files, which the Diffuse system is, um, uses. And so there's a relayer, which relays different things to the different APIs, which, of note, you can run as a secure, so you can require an SSL certificate, or you can run it without that. Um, so that's that's basically what I put out there. So not necessarily... Uh, directly related. This used to be. This was something that was also previously available. <laughs> until like two the now envelope software. And, but yeah, that's kind of an overview. And uh, if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to answer those. Not then too. And I appreciate everything and uh, Brett and all the previous speakers. You know, support um, awesome stuff you guys are doing. And uh, yeah, really cool.
0: Forgot to unmute myself. Thanks, Nat, for that uh, clarification on the article. Uh, you were cutting out at times to times, uh, but uh, you came in for for most most of that. Um, and yeah, so if you want to learn more about this stuff, you can go read the article that was shared uh, just earlier here in the uh, the voice chat. Um, Daniel Keyes out there loving some firehose daniel did you want to come on here and talk maybe a bit about firehose and maybe a bit about the um well the upgrade that you've been leading the coordination for
4: hey happy to thanks for thanks for having me on uh so yeah firehose something that eos nation team is very familiar with uh matthew in particular so thanks for that shout out nat Matt, to, to matthew i know he's uh it's you know kind of his his adopted baby that we took over after the streaming fast team um, moved on to focus on the graph network uh, and firehose is you can kind of think of it as what's feeding the data to the bigger monster that of Diffuse that we're running a little smaller easier lighter weight and actually scalable so we're we're looking forward to down the road keeping firehose and replacing Diffuse with something more in line with. What they've got running on the graph network for the for the eos community uh so something to look forward to down the road and in the meantime uh like i said in the, in the comments there it's great to see more and more operators um t- making use of Firehose. Um, you know until until recently e- eos nation was uh, as far as i know the only team running fire hose and and diffuse for the eos network uh so the more the more teams we got running it, the more decentralized, the less single point of failures we have. It's it's uh, really great for the health of the ecosystem. Um, so thank you, uh, Nat, for putting that article together, because I think that's going to help enable even more people to, to join um, and start start running this stuff. Um, and yeah, so I can segue from that back to the leap upgrade. Um, we Just today, we had our 31st weekly meeting. So we've been Preparing for this consensus upgrade uh, for a while now. We started uh, in February. At the beginning of February is when we had our first kickoff call to start planning for this upgrade. Um, maybe I'll go a little higher level for those newer to the community who might not know exactly what what I mean by a consensus upgrade. Uh, this is the second time the EOS network is having a consensus upgrade. The first time was for the 1.8 upgrade back in... September twenty third of twenty nineteen. So it's been a few years now since we've had a consensus upgrade. And basically, what a consensus upgrade is is we're we're activating new features, brand new features for the EOS network that are not backwards compatible with the old features. So as soon as these features get activated, if you haven't upgraded your node that's running on on EOS, so if you're a DApp developer or a block producer or an exchange, a lot of the times you actually need to be running your own Node uh, to facilitate the the product that you're uh, you're offering. Um, You need to make sure that before we activate this consensus upgrade, you've updated your nodes so that it's compatible with the new features. Um, And then uh, it's up to the block producers. So you know the way that EOS works is we have the top 21 elected block producers. You get 15 out of 21 of them to agree to make any changes to the network. In this case, agree to activate these new. Consensus features. Um, Once that's activated, again, that uh, technically a lot of people will refer to this as a hard fork. Um, I prefer referring to it as a consensus upgrade just because a hard fork typically has the connotation of uh, contentious upgrade. You know, in in the case of, you know, you you hear the term hard fork a lot in, in things like Bitcoin, where Bitcoin forked into Bitcoin Cash and you ended up with two different networks. Um, in the case of this consensus upgrade we're we're using leveraging the 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 antelope features the the flexibility of of eOS to coordinate among the block producers and come to consensus on this is the path forward for the network we 're all agreeing fifteen out of twenty one of us have signed this proposal, and rather than forking into two different networks, we maintain one chain all on the new Consensus uh, version, uh, and anyone who hasn't done that upgrade, basically, just their stops their stuff stops syncing with the network. Uh, so again, it's very important that if if you do want to make sure your your software is still running as expected, uh, if you're an exchange, if you're a DAP developer, if you're a BP, uh, make sure that you uh, get your nodes updated before September twenty first. Um, and that's a big part of what you know. These weekly meetings have been all about is um, getting the the community prepared, making sure everyone is aware that this is coming. Um, we heard from Bishop earlier um, talking about all the work that EO Support has been doing to help us in that uh, effort. Uh, it's been awesome having them to to you know help in this outreach for the, the 1.8 upgrade back in in 2019. EO Support didn't exist. Uh, the ENF didn't exist. It was uh, a little bit more hectic, disorganized. We didn't kind of have some of these core pillars within the ecosystem to that, that we could help uh, promote some of this messaging. Uh, so the EOS support, not only are they great for helping spread the word, but also they're a single point of contact when people have questions. You know, People don't have to wonder, where do I go find out? Where do I get help with upgrading my nodes in time for September 21st? We're pointing everyone to EO support, and if uh, and EO support kind of is coordinating in the background, getting people in touch with the right contact to answer the questions if they're not able to answer it themselves. Um, And I see. uh, Thank you, Steph. You shared the uh, Leap 3.1 upgrade guide. Shout out to Andrew Ware who uh, did a great job putting that together. Uh, Earlier, Steph, you also mentioned uh, an article about. Features, the, the Leap features, we actually, all, Andrew also put together an article on that, which I thought I had, oh, here we go. I'll share that also in the chat. And another link I can drop is the latest, um, there are the features are super in depth. So it goes into great detail on you know all the new features, what they do, why you should care. Um, great overview and then uh, for those interested in following along on our upgrade status uh, i'll share here's a link to today's meeting summary which from there you can find links to all the other meeting summaries like i said we've got it every single week from february 9th until today today was the 31st time meeting and uh, the latest status is we're on track we're still targeting september 21st uh, starting next week, we're going to start doing daily meetings, having daily go-no-go calls, make sure that we're all ready, um, and we'll be, start passing around that multi-sig proposal to block producers starting on Monday. Um, so the, the team is working right now, testing some new techniques to make sure that the multi-sig doesn't get executed earlier than expected. Uh, the way that EOS works is, once you have the 15 signatures on a multi-signature, anybody in the network can execute it. So to prevent that from happening before the, the time we've we've uh, designated, uh, we're testing some new functionality that will actually be able to allow us to choose the date that it can not get activated before that. Um, and then after that time, anyone will be able to execute it. And uh, like I said, we'll have daily daily calls. And then on September 21st, We'll live stream that call. We'll, it'll it'll happen a little an hour earlier than usual. Uh, it'll be twelve hundred UTC with a plan of activating those features on fat thirteen hundred UTC on September twenty first. So that's that's pretty much the update. Happy to answer any questions if anyone has them.
0: Great update! Thanks for sharing. Um, I also shared. If, if we're sharing all the update links, I shared. Figured I'd share the playlist if you want to watch these calls. Not only do you have the notes available here, the GitHub shared with the GitHub link, but you can also watch it on YouTube uh, on the uh, EOS Network Foundation uh, YouTube channel. So actually, little quick, quick little, quick little news here. The um, YouTube channel formerly known as everything EOS has been renamed to EOS network Foundation uh, so just uh, just so you guys know that's been officially renamed we're gonna they're gonna be doing the same for the podcast um, so that's that's where you'll find uh, these videos all right so if anyone has any questions or comments uh, yeah. Join, join us on the stage here.
4: I guess I, I shouted out your support. I also want to give credit to everyone else. So you mentioned 31st week in a row we've been meeting and um, we have a pretty engaged group of folks joining every single week. You know, an average of, I think, 18 to 25 people joining every week. Um, everyone, you know, from block producers to... Dapp developers just to engage community members to members of the ENF. We've got the tech team joining those calls. we got Eve and Zach and and, uh, a bunch of people joining. Uh, So, uh, you know, shout out to the community for, you know, all the hard work we've been doing leading up to this big milestone.
0: All right. Um, okay, our final topic of the day here on the agenda would be talking about musical NFTs uh, by Palmar with his uh, recent release in his Sound Element collection, the NFT collection on EOS. Um, so I will invite uh, Palmar to join the stage. And actually, he's also going to bring a translator with him Um since his English is not maybe uh, not not the best just yet, I know he's been he's been um, studying English. I'm sure yeah, he'll it'll be up to par soon enough. But uh, for now we'll we'll do a quick exception. Usually this is an English only show, but um, you know Palmar and his sound, elef- sound element NFT collection has been you know a fairly long standing collection on EOS, so we wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, Palmar, welcome uh, welcome to the fireside.
2: Hey everyone um okay uh, my english is not um very good okay uh, but my teacher english is here uh, so
8: welcome Federico. yeah welcome
0: um, federico, federico. <laughs> um Maybe you're having some mic issues, as many people have when they first join Discord. Just r- right-click that microphone and check the settings, and make sure the input device is uh, correct. And you should be good to go. In the meantime, uh, maybe you want to give us a quick description while we wait for Federico to figure out his mic issue. Your English, is, your English is decent enough. I think you can give it a shot.
8: You didn't even need to actually put the crickets. Uh, we can hear the crickets in your background. The actual real crickets.
0: <laughs> I was wondering. I was actually wondering if those were coming through the mic or No, no. We, can,
8: we can actually hear them without the extra sound effect. <laughs> there
4: you go.
0: Excellent. Just just hold
4: out the mic. Yeah, you you're not that's not your soundboard, is it? You're just
0: you're No, just that's not it. my soundboard. That's just my backyard. And uh, the window's not even open. <laughs> That's what I hear that's what I hear all day every day in, in August. The hotter it gets the more the crickets go crazy. Um, all right so I guess uh, Palmer it's not working out for uh, Federico here to join us on the mic. Maybe you want to give it a shot give a quick update I'll share I'll share the Twitter link you you posted uh, recently here from yesterday. Put some music, drown out the crickets.
5: That's the Colombo music, by the way. Oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, I love Colombo, by the way. Hi,
0: Federico. I see if you've figured out the text chat. Next level. Figure out the voice chat. While we wait, um, if anyone uh, from the community wants to join us on stage, say hello, share an update, do some
5: shout-outs, now's the time to do it. Yeah, I want to shout-out EOS Nation. I want to shout-out ENF. I want to shout-out... Everyone that makes this uh, show every week uh, going uh, up, nice attendee attendance. And I make uh, a guess that after October 23rd, I don't know why, but we will have a good publicum going on. Yeah, baby. Sorry,
8: why yeah. October 23rd? What's the date of October 23rd? I'm now interested.
5: Why October, uh, October 23rd? It's the 16th workshop in a row. Jose mm-hmm. workshop. I have a nice panel. I can already say some names. I will have uh, Tadas Vetikunas, the creator architect of Albedo, the blockchain over- overlay protocol. That will be an interview co-hosted with dancing joy uh, we will have an hidden fractal update number two with Dancing Joy and Felix Ruiz going very well after four months, going in a startup way, but not uh, as, as uh, other startup, very decentralized and centralized in a way also a little bit, a good pendulum. And I will have other uh uh, guests, I wan- don't want to unveil, but I will reach maybe ten uh, guests. The last one was eight, so that will be a uh, very int- intensive uh, workshop, interviews, and I think that will be very aligned with what, what is coming with the consensus upgrade, Leap 3.1, and uh, all what is happening during the the September events, October events by Zizon Global, uh, Boots, and ENF. So October twenty-third and then the next fire side chat will be, I think, a yeah baby experience. That's my my butt. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but um, that's a challenge. We will see. So go yours! Yeah
8: baby <laughs> yeah.
0: I was ready for with your sound effect, Patrick. All right, thanks for thanks for jumping on the stage here and uh, sharing some updates and doing some shout-outs. Uh June has an update on on their uh, Bitcash bank project. If you want to jump in, oh, I see your server muted. Maybe you would help if I unserver muted you. There you go, June. Should be good to go. Hey, th-
9: thanks so much, Stefan, and uh, glad to be uh, in this very active EOS community and, <clears throat> and see, seeing all this activity. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is June Dam, and. Uh, uh, it started back in the BitShares days, and it's it's nice to see Arhag here, who used to be very active in the BitShares talk forum So, uh, but that's where BitCash actually originated. Uh, it was planned to be on the BitShares blockchain, but over time, it didn't have the flexibility, and you know we had to wait for EOS to to uh, begin, and you know just bootstrapping the startup it took a long time, but. But we're getting close. We're getting close. It's a uh, an EOS wallet on ramp, a peer to peer crypto to to cash uh, exchange. But uh, one of the issues that we've kind of uh, had to deal with, uh, especially recently, is more of the regulatory landscape, and so. It's not the only reason, but uh, I think it's one of the reasons why we transitioned more from being this public project to, at least in the in the uh, initial beginning, uh, being a private uh, community organization. Um, so that's how we're structuring it right now. So uh, so anyway, so that's the update. It's it's going to be uh, an organization, private organization. Uh, with the principles of upholding the freedom to associate, the freedom to trade, uh, also uh, protecting members uh, from, uh, you know, protecting members' crypto as private property. Uh, so, uh, but anyways, it's going to be designed, it's unusual, it's an unusual strategy, but uh, we're, we're, we're designing it more as a private community organization, a private organization uh so uh but yeah, I'll reach out to people individually t- uh, to to uh, uh, you know just um, uh, you know give people updates on on exactly what it is and hopefully people will join it. The question I have is is more for uh, probably eve is the the best one to to answer this. um I don't know if I heard him here earlier but yes for 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 the regulatory kind of for the regulations of startups on the network. Uh, what are your views on how EOS or EOS is categorized as a network? Uh, what what kind of any updates you have, especially in light of Tornado Cash, and you know these sanctions that uh, at least the U.S. is placing on not only organizations and people but uh, software as well. Uh, I just wanted to know what the EOS Networks Foundation stances on that, or in any views, perspectives that uh, would kind of clarify and give comfort to you know, any organization building on EOS, whether it's a startup, a nonprofit, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, that's the main question I have. Uh, it's it's really been a a challenge to figure out uh, at least <laughs> a strategy I think that I'm comfortable with. So.
8: Um. You will not like this answer because I can't really give one um, can you Can you simplify your question in ten words or less so that I can address the actual specific question because otherwise uh, commenting on what the u s may or may not do specific to your application i I would not be able to provide any type of valuable answer really. And then it would all be speculatory. Uh, I think the big challenge that you'll face just looking at the name of your application um, raises raises eyebrows. Uh, and so you know what EOS is classified as, what the ENF may be classified as, and what your particular application may be classified as, I I, I wouldn't be able to provide a um, you know something of, of value. But if you rephrase your ca- question, because in in you know ten, fifteen words or less, I may be able to provide a little bit more um, very speculatory uh, opinion.
9: sure, sure, yeah, there, it's a loaded question I understand so so maybe uh, just we can uh, focus more on the eos network itself first uh, uh, and you know how is the eos network viewed? Let's say the block producers. Uh, especially in light of the tornado cash sanctions where y- y- you know it seems to me that if there is some sort of interaction with uh, these uh, the sanctioned even software that it's, there's a possibility that maybe they go after let's say block producers right and um and so i'm I'm just wondering what what the what the at least the perspective it is uh, from the eos network foundation is on you know just what they're doing with the the OFAC and and Tornado Cash issue, and just maybe block producers specifically, just just to to narrow the question to the EOS network.
8: I think it's pretty clear that uh, there there are certain. So I, I again I can't really give you. So this is just my opinion because I can't tell you what they would or would not do or what the regulatory bodies. Uh, will or will not uh, take as a stance? I think the regulatory bodies right now don't even know, right? And that's kind of part of the challenge in this nascent field. Is they are they are definitely taking a step back. And uh, as you know, is quite standard uh, in terms of government re- regulations. Everything is is always uh, there's a lag between what the market, where the market's at, and where the government regulatory bodies are at. Um, what we do see is that it seems as though, and I guess the US kind of leads the pack in this, and not so much that they lead the pack because they're innovating. They lead the pack because everybody's waiting on the sidelines to see what the SEC may or may not do. That's what I mean by leads the pack. Um, we're seeing that the SEC uh, is, uh, I guess, has taken a, a, um, a very direct approach uh, to uh, saying that at least Bitcoin and Ethereum both are not, uh, securities that they, I guess, somewhat to a certain extent, acknowledge that these networks are decentralized, um, to a point where there's no potential head and, or, um, uh, whatnot. Anyways, that, that is their position. The third one that they've been looking at now for a while, which will be really interesting. And I invite you to look at that one. That's, that's what I mean. Uh, that's where I'm going with this is ripple. So, uh, Government bodies in the U.S. have been looking at Ripple and and everything that Ripple has done uh, over the last couple of years since since their token sell and such, and that's really the one to watch out for. So when you talk of Tornado Cash, or if we look at Lunar, if we Lunar, if we look at others that um, you know have come and gone, that are a little bit more questionable in how they came in and went, um, I think that those are more unique circumstances. And so if, if, you, if you're you comparing yourself to them, then I, I, I really can't say much on that because it would really be circumstantial. But I think more what's going to be industry-wide, what to look at is more of the ripple case and what's going to come out of that and whether or not the uh, regulatory bodies decide that they're either taking a step back and having somewhat of a moratorium, which is, I think was being proposed for about three years, where it would give a chance for people to innovate within the space working towards that three-year mark um, where they would either be compliant as um, a securities provider and or whether or not they would be able to justify that they're not securities. Again, during this period of time, SEC still accumulating information. Um, outside of that, I, I can't say what you should or should not do. Uh, I can say that looking at a potential kind of the black Swan events and looking at that one and saying I may or may not fall in that category. Okay. Um, but that's not necessarily, I I don't think that that's the best way to go about it because those again are very circumstantial. So unless you plan on being kind of the, 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 a scam or you plan on being, um, hacked then you're really not going to be able to get much valuable information from that, I think at the, at the onset, um, Again, looking at your uh, application and just looking at the, the name of your application, you do invite a little bit more regulatory scrutiny. So I would invite you to go um, where you're located and look at, do you need any licenses? Do you need any kind of regulatory stamps of approval in order to operate? And then start talking to the people um, in that field at your level uh, which would be a little bit more relevant, let's say, than I think the ENF, which is a non-for-profit and the way that it's set up is set up in a very specific way, um, which is likely not mirroring what you're working on and what you're, um, you're, what you're involved in. Um, it, all of this to say, like, I can't really give you a, a really valuable answer other than look around you, find maybe somebody who is very similar to you and try to learn from them what they're going through. At the same time, none of this is on paper in the sense that um, that there are no regulations, right? The, the government doesn't know what it wants to do with this yet, depending on which jurisdiction you're in. Um, obviously, keeping abreast of what's going on in general, like I mentioned, maybe looking at the Ripple case as kind of a guiding light to maybe what's going to happen, I think is useful. Um, looking at, sure, the the... Unexpected events, the one-offs, just to see what not to do and what could potentially happen if that happens. Sure, that's something to be mindful of. Uh, but otherwise, it, it still very much is, um, uh, you know, very much a nascent field with with very little um, guidelines around it. Or there are some guidelines, but they're still very, you know, the, the walls are pretty wide in that sense. I. Um, it, thanks, it, it, again, it depends yeah. what you're comfortable with. Are you, I mean, if you think that you're, the best advice I could give is if you think you're close to the line, you're probably too close to the line. Just get further away. Like if you're not sure whether or not you're crossing over a line that hasn't been defined, you're probably over that line and or if you're comfortable with that risk, go for it. If you're not comfortable with even being near the line, maybe, you know, make some changes internally into how you're going to be setting up your business and or the product that you're building to to be in line more so with the level of risk that you're comfortable with.
9: Yeah, thanks, Eve. I uh, uh, really appreciate that. Uh, and you know, really wasn't too much uh, specific to to our particular application. I think there, it's it's incredibly challenging. <laughs> but it wasn't a, you know, I I was more interested in in the other layers in terms of the EOS network and and how that because you know we're we're building on top of it. So there's you know also any kind of issues that may happen on the public network as well as uh, you know the the dapps that build on top of it and maybe also if anything in terms of guidance uh, just you know if there's a future defi application if you have any any thoughts on that uh, i think in general not so specific to our particular project but just in general um, you know, I think that, that would be helpful too. But so not, nothing specific to our particular project. It's just challenging, I understand. <laughs> and everyone has their unique situation. So um, there's, there's hundreds of ways to design in uh, an organization. So it's tough for everybody. And,
8: think, so. and it's really different with you as well being in the States um, in the sense that you fall under a different regulatory body than most people around the world. Um, and so you kind of need to adapt to where you fall and and where you live um some governments around the world uh, you know foster innovation and they're a little bit more you know, friendly towards enabling that innovation and other areas uh, perhaps are taking more of a risk adverse approach so again, f- figure out where you are in that spectrum where where your governments lie in that spectrum and then play within and innovate within the the, you know, the guidelines that you deem are acceptable based on your risk profile, um, on, on what you're comfortable with. Um, and that, that applies to EOS as well. I mean, we're talking about a decentralized network here. So is it possible that block producers in the future or any node operators outside of EOS, just regardless could be asked to do something by their governance? Yeah, it's entirely possible. Um, what is the likelihood of this happening? I would imagine it's quite likely. What is the impact, though? That's yet to be seen. Um, you know, what are we talking about? What has there been a particular event? Is this just general? Uh, where are you know? Where are the financial markets as a whole? Where's the country as a whole? What's the what's the global landscape looking like at that time? So many variables that you need to, I guess, make that decision for yourself where you're comfortable. Um, inevitably if you're in this field, it seems as though your, you know, level of risk tolerance is perhaps, uh, higher than, than the norm. You're already in a nascent industry whereby there are no or very few regulations. And so it is, you know, a, a little bit risky or inherently just because it's unknown risk and unknown risk means risk. Um, not to say that it's risky, but the fact that it's unknown risk just is a risk, um, and so really, that's, again, the decision that, that you have to make for yourself. And that's a decision that everybody needs to make for themselves, uh, regardless of whether or not they're building applications, they're participating in this network or any other network, just participating in this field in certain areas of the world, just just being associated to blockchain in certain areas of the world is probably too risky. Um, so there's no one size fits all, let's say.
9: I agree. Thanks, Eve.
0: All right. Uh, Federico, have you been able to uh, fix the mic issue? Not so much. Well, you still have a few minutes to figure it out. If not, maybe um, we'll get you on next week. Not so much. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll give you another week to figure it out and we'll invite you back uh, next week. So we got like, uh, 20 minutes left here on the show. If anyone else wants to join, say hi, what's up, share some updates.
10: Go for Hello, it. Hello, uh, this is Mark Stare. Can you hear me? Hey Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, uh, I just finished the, uh, the network state. I don't know if anyone has heard that from, uh, Bel-A-Jai. uh, and it kind of goes along with this um, discussion we just had of how EOS fits in with the nations. So the network state is a new—it's it's an idea where you you achieve diplomatic uh, sovereignty from other nations, let's say, um, but it's network-driven rather than. Uh, land-driven. So it's a very fascinating idea. Uh, So I'm looking at this in relation to various EOS projects uh, or antelope projects. Uh, SEEDS is one and um, EOS itself is one and Fractally and things like that. And um, we we meet a lot of the definitions from EOS standpoint. There's two that uh, I want to see if I could get clarification with Eve being on here also. Uh, The first one is a recognized founder. So uh, originally, you might think that Dan Larimer and B1 are the founders of EOS, but they're actually not. They just created the technology, and it was up to the block producers to um, launch a network or even many networks. Uh, and they ended up launching one. And through those uh, listening to Eve on other um, areas, it seems like Eve was the one that led the efforts to get the EOS launched. Would that be a fair assessment?
8: No, that would not be a fair assessment. Um, thank you for attributing that milestone to me but no uh all those calls uh i believe maybe are still available so uh, everything was was recorded was made public there was a tremendous cohort i think at some point we were more than 100 people on the call uh, for every call every go no go for a period of time and i recall why that specific hundred number is eos canada was hosting the calls at the time and uh, they had to increase the Zoom license to be able to allow more participants than what the free Zoom version would allow for. And if I'm not mistaken, 100 was the number. Uh, so, no, this was not a, a, an Eve uh, thing at all. There were hundreds of people um, doing this So for so with- an extended period of time.
10: Yeah. So, so what would you? Who would you say is the recognized founder? Would you say that's Dan or B1 or, or the
4: EOS
8: community are the founders? I would say the founder of what of the EOS software of like what are of the EOS network of
10: which of network which work with with the token EOS network and the token specifically. So um, in terms of recognized
8: yeah. founder, I don't think there is one person that you can point to.
10: It's a part of people, and the the other the other piece is uh, he's got this he's got this idea of one commandment, one moral innovation that everyone can um, can rally around, and um, he gives various examples of that. But um, it, you know, it could be something very simple. Uh, to something more complicated. Like if I think of seeds has a good one, which is regenerate, regeneration, basically regen. Do you, do you see any moral innovation or a one commandment that pulls all of us together?
8: Uh, no, I do not. And actually I'm going to address the other question before, because yes, there is, if there is a founder, I'm going to say it's the ABP. And for those who don't know what the ABP is, it was the appointed block producer. The the appointed block producer was a process by which there, there needed to be one entity, one actual key holder that would launch the network. The ABP is EOS's version of Satoshi. Nobody knows who the ABP is. The process was closed. Um, The network was launched. So there's somebody who pushed a button. There's literally somebody somewhere who pushed a button. That is our Satoshi.
10: And most likely that was somebody within B1?
8: Uh, Most likely it was not somebody within B1. (laughs)
10: Who? <laughs> oh interesting. I, I think that could create a whole story from uh, bywire. Uh, they you need to get that as one of the the guys, okay, or whatever characters. Interesting. AVP I've never heard that before. Uh
8: there were even t-shirts made for a period of time after the network launched that said I am the AVP. And many people wore that t-shirt. There you go, Daniel Keyes, I am the AVP.
10: Wow. It reminds me of that, uh, a movie with the guys with the mask at the end, whatever. Uh, but any, uh, any, any thoughts of the one commandment or what, what might be multiple commandments of the, uh, EOS network? Like what is our moral drive to be part of EOS? And, uh, Fine, if you want to answer this some other time or whatever, what's the top of your mind? Um,
8: I this is not a cop out answer. I think there is none, and I think that that's good that there is none. EOS can be um, it, it can be what you want it to be. The whole point of the software is it can accommodate what you want to do with it, um, and so there is not one guiding principle. So there can be different people or different entities working on different visions and they may have their own thing. But EOS as a whole is really a decentralized entity with no leader, with no head, with no, you know, no vision that is somewhat cohesive in that sense, because it's a network, it's a decentralized network. So anybody claiming to say this is EOS um, I'd be wary of that. So they could say, this is my version of EOS and here's how I get Know, here's the people that support that, or here's how I can quantify and or measure or here's the weight that I bring to the table. but eos is is a decentralized network. eos is not really a thing in that sense.
10: Gotcha yeah, so that that's that's cool. I think uh what it enables is uh you know everyone in this room and everything to you know potentially build on top of eOS because one part of it is an integrated cryptocurrency. It could be eOS. And build their sort of startup society slash network state if if it could get to that point on top of EOS could be a definite possibility. Yeah. And I see EOS, uh, EOS
8: just is at this point. Yeah. I mean yeah. the players come and go, EOS just remains.
10: Yeah. Cool.
4: I think that is the value proposition in itself. It's like EOS is a hundred percent independent, self directed community. And it's that independence and self-directedness that sets it apart from everyone, every other community.
10: Yeah, and and uh, you know, one of the one of the items there is a capacity for collective action, which which you've pro- provided through the Pomelo and you know the the, the whole uh, network has provided that. So there's systems in place to to help it out. Anyways, we're I think we're in a good position for this whole thing, uh, both with our, you know, Eden and fractally governance type things as well. And um, I think it's something to watch out for or to, you know, to see if there's any opportunities there to uh, create what, what he says, startup societies that could become their own network states. And it's way out there idea, but I think it's uh it is very interesting reading through this. Great, uh, great
0: comments, Mark. Thanks for for jumping in here and sh- sharing that. Um, I actually found more topics on my agenda. I didn't uh, didn't realize my topics document today had two pages instead of just one. Um, Eve, while you're uh, while you're around here and talking, do you want to maybe talk a bit about the article about remodeling centralized management with DAOs that was released uh, yesterday? I think it was on NASDAQ. Crickets, crickets. Oops, wrong link. Is my mic working, or is it Eve that's just not here? What else did we have on the agenda? Uh, yeah, we had had some um, some community articles written about uh, Defi Box and Yield Plus that I figured I would share. I'm gonna share those in. The voice chat right now. Box to the moon with Yield Fuel. I like the title of that. Published yesterday uh, by River. Um, Nice timing for the post as Box is up like 20% today. So well done. Um, EOS is also up even more than when we started the show, up 16%. Bitcoin's been doing well while we've been on this call as well, back up to 19.4K. Uh, yeah, nice nice day for the EOS community in the markets and the nice day for crypto in general. I guess all the markets are pumping today, but especially EOS and, and Box. Um, so definitely great to see. Love that story about the ABP, actually. That was interesting. Interesting times in EOS. Love the, yeah, the the go or no go call where I was able to uh, be present in the room with a bunch of BPs in San Francisco during the Tulip Conference. That was a, that was a pretty epic moment. Definitely, uh, yeah, definitely one of the coolest moments of my life for sure.
10: So you were there during the calls and everything like that? Maybe you're
0: the ABP. I wasn't. um, I don't know who the ABP is or was, uh, and I wasn't there for all the calls, but I was in the actual room in the conference when I think it was the last go or no go call where we actually got the go ahead from everyone. And then all these techies from all these top EOS Block producers were all on their laptops doing things I don't understand, but it was very exciting very cool to be there as a fly on the wall. Um, I'm not sure, Yana, she's asking if uh, if the account Genesis block is what we're talking about. I'm not too sure. Not too sure about the question or, or the answer, to be honest. Um, all right, last chance for you guys to jump on here if you want. And uh, if not, we're going to wrap it up soon. Marty, Martin, unmuted by accident, maybe? Oh, I just
3: switched devices. No worries.
0: All right, we're still at fifty-seven people live on Discord. I think uh, I think that's another record for the end of the show. Thanks uh, thanks for everyone for, for joining again this week. Uh, always fun hanging out with the EOS community for two hours uh, on Wednesday afternoons. Hopefully I can meet a lot of you in the coming weeks and months at one of these EOS conferences. Um, maybe have a, a live version of this EOS fireside chat during the EOS community conference. That would be pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up there. Again, thanks for joining everyone. We'll be back next week, same time, same social media channel. And uh, yeah, until then, hope you have a good day, morning, afternoon, whatever it is for you. And let's go EOS! Eos. Go, go EOS! Eos. Go, go
10: EOS! Go Eden Fractal!
9: Brr. Oh, yes.